Hey, what's up, everyone? Brett Apley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 55 on Saturday, Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira in the main event. It's an 11-fight slate. Definitely another uh, low-level card, I would say, talent-wise, coming off what was a really tough week. Uh, poor picks on my end last week, hoping that we can right the boat this week, as usual, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week from a DraftKings perspective. And before I do, make sure you subscribe to this channel, like the video, and let me know in the comment section below who your favorite play is. Let's go with the 8K range. There's several fighters in this range who I think have risk, but also have plenty of upside. And if you can nail the correct fighters in the AK range, I think that could separate you from the field this week. So curious to hear who you guys are on in that range. And without further ado, I'm going to give out my cash game play of the week, which is going to be Jautun Almeida at 9.4K. All right, we are moving back up to the board four cash games this week with Jalton Almeida at 9.4K. And he's just, he's the biggest favorite on the slate by far, minus 600 to win against Parker Porter. Uh, 9.4K, there's a $300 difference between him and Holm at the top, which is pretty interesting. Makes for an interesting slate dynamic, I think. But um, look, there there's merit to fading Almeida in tournaments because he's probably going to be very highly owned. And you're going to need to save a lot of salary to pay up for him, which means you're going to be forced into these stars and scrubs kind of constructions. You're going to be need to playing, uh, you're going to need to be playing weak underdogs to be able to pay up for him at a high ownership. So there's merit to not just locking and loading in tournaments, but in cash games, he's going to rate out as the best play on the board by far. He's an aggressive wrestler and grappler. He is 15 and two professionally, six wins by TKO, nine wins by submission. He's only fought once in the UFC, and he won by TKO on the ground in two minutes and 57 seconds. Put up a DraftKings score of 118 points. We also saw him on the Contender Series. He he won by second round submission. Got three takedowns in there as well. Um. And he's fighting Parker Porter this week, which is pretty interesting because he's moving up from light heavyweight to heavyweight for this bout. He's actually going to be, let's see, three inches taller than Porter with a four-inch reach advantage. So he's not going to look like a fighter moving up a weight class, but he is a light heavyweight. And I think I saw, you can Google this, but I saw somewhere in the news headlines Almeida saying that, Oh, he wants to win in multiple divisions, just like Hamzat Chemaev. Like, so it's basically just for fun. I, I don't see him sticking around in the heavyweight division. Um, so it does make me a little bit nervous because he's going to be fighting an opponent in Porter who's not great, but has a big enough gut, stomach, to where maybe Almeida can't just take him or hold him down easily. Uh, maybe he, it'll be difficult to take the back. Uh, Almeida's tricky because he's never won a fight by decision. Um, his wins typically look like him running through his opponents, landing a takedown, getting on top, taking the back, winning by rear naked choke, winning by arm triangle from from Mount or landing ground and pound and winning by stoppage. We really haven't seen him in extended striking exchanges. And... 
Um, we really haven't seen him consistently fight for 15 minutes. So there are some red flags here. And like, there is a possibility that Almeida could just outright lose this fight. If Almeida cannot take down Porter easily, um, Porter has already shown the capability of going three hard rounds on the feet. He landed 149, 126 significant strikes in decisions at heavyweight. And there's no reason for me to believe Almeida can match that kind of pace. Porter also lands some takedowns, has some level of a ground game, has not actually defend, had to defend a takedown in the UFC yet, which is another sort of, you know, variability in this matchup. Um, Still, though, Almeida's minus 600 to win. The expectation in a win for him should be that he comes out hot, lands some early takedowns, gets on top, wins by ground and pound stoppage, or wins by early submission. And with a minus 195 inside the distance line, it's just not a spot that I'm looking to fade in cash games. I've already given you enough reasons why you could maybe look to be underweight to the field in tournaments, but in cash games, Almeida is the safest fighter on the board to win based on his win odds, the most likely fighter to win inside the distance by a large margin based on those inside distance metrics, he is a wrestling-dependent fighter, which scores very well on DraftKings. He's already put up big scores on DraftKings in a decent matchup here. So I think um, ultimately I, I expect he's just going to have so much more physicality than Porter. We'll see him have success early, and hopefully he can get that stoppage. In cash games, I like Almeida. He's my cash game play of the week at 9.4K. Moving on to tournament, I'm going to give out Omar Morales at 8.4K. He is minus 140 to beat Euros Medic on Saturday. And this is, I would say, this is similar to the fight that I gave out last week with Camacho and Torres. And obviously, we were heavier on the Camacho side, so that didn't work out. But I said, you know, essentially that Torres had only really ever won by first round stoppage, and that was probably the only way he was going to win. And so he had risk there, but upside there. And he ended up looking pretty good and won by knockout in the first round. So it was a good fight to have exposure to. I was just heavier on the wrong side. So uh, can't pick him right every single time. This is this is a very similar dynamic here because Medic, uh, I don't think is very good. Let me pull up his resume here. He's 7-1 professionally coming off the Alaskan regional scene, which it just does not produce many good talents. Um He's pretty much only won by first round uh, first round finish in his entire career. I think he's been past the first round one time. He's never fought more than six minutes professionally. Five wins by knockout, two wins by submission. He's long, lanky, aggressive early, and usually just thrashes his Alaskan regional scene opponents. We also saw him on the Contender Series. He won by knockout in two minutes we saw him in his ufc debut he won by knockout in a minute and 40 seconds that's the upside of medic and again like i said with torres i do want exposure to him so medic at 7.8k is a fighter who every single time this guy fights i want tournament exposure to him because it feels like for him to win it's got to come by an early finish and at plus 120 to win plus 210 inside the distance medic rates out well and he's got a lot of upside. He's a good tournament play. Uh, again, I'm picking Morales here because Morales is a fighter who's gone the distance many times. I mean, he beat Gabriel Benitez over 15 minutes. That's that's a really solid win. He went 15 minutes with Giga Chikatse. Um, 
He looked really bad in his last fight against Jonathan Pierce. Gave up six takedowns, gassed out, gave up a submission. But Medich isn't a fighter who I expect to press from a wrestling perspective. What I what I really don't like about Morales is just that he doesn't produce that much offense. He's only averaging 3.4 significant strikes per minute, 0.6 takedowns. Um, hasn't really put up many big scores on DraftKings. So this is still a risk for sure. But I feel like in a small cage, knowing Medich's history... Medich is going to try and push a pace because that's what he always does. He's aggressive. He's going to come after Morales. He's going to force exchanges. And if Morales can just survive, I I really don't have faith that Medich can last 15 minutes. I mean, he kind of gassed out in the first round in his last matchup again against Jalen Turner, who's very good, but Turner hurt him, got him on the ground, was able to submit him in the first round. And so... You know, this is a fight that's minus 225 to end inside the distance. Morales plus 155 to win inside the distance. 8.4K. Yeah, there's risk. If he wins by decision, he probably doesn't exceed value. Um, There's a chance he just loses by first round knockout. But I like his cardio a lot more than Medich. I I think he's a good technical boxer. I think he's probably got better wrestling than Medich. And if he can just survive the first few minutes, he he should be favored here. So... Um, I like Morales based on the dynamic of the fight, based on the pace of the fight. I think he's got a decent chance to find a finish if he wins at all. 8.4K. Morales will be my tournament play of the week. Moving on to my salary play of the week. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but uh, I'm going to give out Sam Hughes at 7.7K, mostly because I think that she could win the fight. And I really do not like the underdog range this week um and and i mean that includes hughes hughes sam hughes and and elise reed are two of the worst fighters in this strawweight division that's just the reality of the situation um both are coming off wins and someone's got to win here so sam hughes at 7.6 7.7k i don't mind taking a shot on um, you know, Hughes had a really tough early career UFC run. She got TKO'd by Tisha Torres. That was a cut stoppage. She got out grappled by Loma Luke Bumi, but that's a good opponent. She lost a decision to Luana Pinheiro. And she's not, Hughes is not really good at anything. She's not a, co- a very competent striker, averaging 3.9 strikes per minute, absorbing 5.7. She's not a very competent wrestler, averaging... takedowns per 15 minutes, but um, she is pretty tough. She has good cardio, and most of her professional wins, the few professional wins she has, what is she, 6-4 and professionally? Most of her professional wins have come from grappling, and she is coming off a victory in which she was badly outstruck in the first round, um, but but kept on trying for takedowns, got a takedown in round two, and got a takedown in round three, and won the fight against an opponent who was a weak defensive wrestler. And I think it's possible she can duplicate that type of victory against Reed. She put up 92 points in that decision win, so it wasn't like it was a bad DraftKings score. Elise Reed is just is not very good either, and um, I had concerns about Reed's defensive grappling coming into the UFC, she took a really hard short notice fight up a weight class against Sajara Eubanks in her UFC debut and just got demolished 
very quickly on the ground, like a three-minute stoppage. And then she's coming off a win against Corey McKenna in which she got, I think, badly out-wrestled again. And I think the fact that she won the fight is kind of making people forget how bad she looked on the ground there because, yeah, Reed outstruck McKenna at distance, 70-48. to Reed has a decent kicking game. So if she keeps this fight on the feet, I'd probably favor her to beat Hughes. Um, And I think she very well might beat Hughes. But McKenna took her down three times on seven attempts. I just really did not like what I saw from Reed defensively. I thought her defensive wrestling looked very poor. Her scrambling looked very poor. Her submission grappling looked very poor. I would be betting a lot of money against Reed if she was fighting any competent wrestler. And the fact that she's a favorite over Sam Hughes t- should tell you what the perception of Hughes is. And so this is a, certainly a risk, but I feel like there's a possibility that Hughes can continue her wrestling stretch, look for takedowns, be able to secure some of them because Reed just isn't very competent. Hughes is a little bit bigger here, a little bit more physical. And this could just be a competitive decision that, that Hughes edges out with her ground game. For 7.7K in a grappling base style, I'm willing to take some chances here. She saves you some salary. She's fighting a weak opponent. We're not expecting much, but um, this is a really tough bottom range this week. And I think anyone who can grapple definitely is worth a look. So I'm going to roll with Hughes at 7.7K for my salary play of the week. And finally, my fade of the week, I'm going to go with Jonathan Martinez at 8.9K. And I just, I feel like he's a little bit too expensive. He's minus 230 to beat Vince Morales. And I favor him. I think the most likely outcome is Martinez wins a decision here. He's a pretty decent kickboxer. He's going to want to keep this fight in kicking range. Uh, Morales is a a boxer, going to want to close the distance a little bit, fight in boxing range, land strikes with his hands. That's really all he does. I think I gave out Martinez as my fate of the week last time. He fought two because he just, he's, he can push a little bit of a pace, but he's not the, the highest volume fighter. He doesn't really wrestle. So, yeah, he won that fight against Alejandro Perez, landed 74 significant strikes, scored 60 points in a decision. Um, for 8.9K, I just don't think that's going to be enough here. I'm looking to pay up to Almeida when I can. Holm, obviously in the main event, has five rounds of upside. I think she's an interesting target. And then below Holly Holm. And then below Martinez... You know, we have Joseph Holmes, Njikwani, Kolaris, Morales, Ricci, Pereira, Ponzinibbio. All those fighters have upside, I think, and that's kind of why I was wondering who you guys like in this 8K range. So if I'm not paying up to Holm or Almeida, I'm probably paying 8.8K or below to get access to who I think have the best chance to finish. And it's not like Martinez can't win inside the distance here. Um, Morales isn't very special. By, by any stretch, and he was knocked out by Chris Gutierrez, but that came from leg kicks. And maybe Martinez follows suit and lands a bunch of leg kicks and TKO's Morales based on leg kicks. Uh, it's not an outcome that I would really predict, though. Morales hasn't really been hurt to the head any other time, at least in the UFC. So, you know, I think the most likely outcome here is they trade strikes, moderate volume, one side wins a decision, 
Uh, Martinez is plus 340 inside the distance. That's not really going to get me excited at 8.9K. You can use him as a contrarian option if you want. Uh, there's only 11 fights on the slate to choose from, and I don't expect him to be very popular. But there's just, uh, again, I would rather pay up, and I would rather pay down, and I think uh, Martinez is going to need an early knockout to have any shot at the optimal lineup, and I just don't think that outcome is super likely. So I am going to be very light on him this week at 8.9K. Martinez will be my fade of the week. All right, guys, that's it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Appley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Just got up every single fight breakdown on the slate, doing a premium podcast tonight as well, rankings, projections, all that good stuff, dailyfanmma.com. Thanks again to Pat and the team for having us on. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, let me know in the comment section below who your favorite fighter is in the 8K range. Best of luck in your contest this week, guys. Take care, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.